do you know if you're a people pleaser? Well, you're probably exhausted from doing so much for other people. You're probably ready for it to be your turn, and yet you feel guilty and selfish if you wanna do something for yourself. If you can relate to that, stay tuned. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I've got a full solution for you, and we talk about different aspects of that every episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. From emotional intelligence skills, to practical coaching tools. We use my own framework I created called the Solve It Method. And I have guests on from time to time to share their expertise with you as well. So you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are. And now join me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I wanted to open this week's episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser with an interesting story, uh, something that happened on Instagram a few weeks ago. So I posted a reel, which if you follow me on Instagram, and I hope you do, on Instagram, I'm Brenda Florida Coach. So just add coach to it, no spaces, no nothing, just Brenda Florida Coach. So you can follow me on Instagram. And I post a lot of reels, usually four or five or so a week. So I posted a reel about whether or not you were avoiding the pool or the beach or, you know, the lake or the boat or the anything this summer, because you don't want to be in your bathing suit. You don't want to be seen in your bathing suit. Well, the thing went very, got very popular, very fast. You know, I won't say viral. I don't have a million likes on it or looks or whatever, but like, in a couple hours, I had 7,000 and some views and over 100 likes. And for me, in my, uh, you know, Instagram life, uh, that's the most I've had the fastest, okay? Usually my reels are, you know, two or 3,000, which I love views on them, but never 7,000 in an hour or so, hour and a half. I don't know. Like I posted it. I went to the gym. And when I finished at the gym, I looked at my phone because I had all these Instagram notifications. At any rate, it felt worthy of a podcast episode to me. So that's the question. Is there something you are avoiding because you don't want to be seen in your body that way. Summer usually triggers it because of bathing suits, but it may not be that. It may be that you avoid going to the gym because you don't want to be seen in your workout clothes or whatever it is. It's such an important point because there has been so much body shaming, especially on women, but men don't escape it. The one of the things that media and patriarchy and all kinds of things have created over time, at least in our Western cultures, is this idea, this image of what beauty is, what it looks like. And so what it does not look like when you're never represented in that way, you're a person of color, you're a person with some kind of other physical challenge, like you're in a wheelchair or, you know, whatever it is that makes you outside of what we normally see, you're curvier, you're taller, you're shorter, you're whatever. Then we get that message 
And it may be very subtle from the standpoint of it's not overtly spoken. Okay. We don't see a picture like, like even let's go back years to Marilyn Monroe, who of course today in the size she was then would not be considered the bombshell that she is because she was, I think a size 14 or something. And for many years since then, there have been no, um, sexy women, you know, that are put in front of us all the time that are a size 14. They're usually a size two or four or six. Uh, but whatever, there was no sign over, you know, ads that she was in that said, this is what sexy looks like. And yet we all knew it. Right. So it doesn't matter that it might not have been said to you that there's something wrong with your body or that you're not conforming to the ideal. But the truth is you figured that out by what you have seen presented to you in movies, in theater, in advertising, in cultural commentary, in comments from your family, even from friends sometimes, it can come from anywhere. And there are very few of us who don't have some sort of shame around our body. In fact, you know, most of the models and the people that we are even you know, are put in front of us as these examples of what is beautiful, what is sexy, all have things about their own bodies they don't like, you know? So for one, it's time to just really, 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 really understand and get that it is this moving, unreachable target, this idea of being, you know, beautiful enough, the right size, the right shape, whatever, however the words come up in your own mind, there's no such thing as that. And losing five more pounds won't help or gaining so much more, you know, a little more muscle mass or toning up your abs a little more, toning up your arms or your legs. More. Like until we really begin to accept our bodies exactly the way they are, we will continue with that criticism from the culture and from within, because even though something starts as an external criticism, maybe somebody in your family criticized your stomach and now you still hear that over and over or said you weren't a good runner or you weren't, you know, you were too curvy or you were too this or too that, that was not a compliment. Um, then we will repeat those things in our own heads and maybe we will hear it in their voice but maybe we won't because after a while we tend to just own it ourselves. And so whatever those negative messages are that you think if you could, whatever, lose more weight, go to the gym, have some plastic surgery, whatever. If I just wasn't this, then I could be beautiful. I could be sexy. I could be fit. I could be whatever word you want to put on it. Then that is the mechanism of shame that is telling you that your body is not good enough the way it is. And the best way out of that, which is what I want to share with you today, is to really learn how, and you can use the solvent method for this. I coach people through it all the time on issues around body, money, all kinds of things, because it works for everything, is we've got to start diminishing those voices of criticism and move to a place of self-love because self-love neither shames 
nor does it indulge. Okay. Like overindulge is what I mean by that. So let's take, let's just use weight, let's say as the example right now, and maybe you think you are too heavy to be, you know, beautiful, whatever you weigh too much. And so the idea is if I lost weight, then I would like how I feel in clothes. I would, you know, this or that about my life would be better. We create a whole story (laughs) around once I lose the weight, then I'm going to this. And what love would tell you, what true self-love would tell you is that your body is awesome exactly as it is. And when self-love wants some sort of change or upgrade or something like that, then self-love can do that. So it's not overindulgent. If we were to use cake as a either a literal or a metaphor um, as an example, if you had no idea how much cake in a day <laughs> was good for you or bad for you. Okay, so let's just say we land on this planet from outer space. And so we have no idea about what is a lot or a little cake, but wow, we've tasted some and it's really good. (laughs) And so we love it. And so we're eating cake and cake is around us all the time. I might, without any prejudgment or criticism about how much cake I should be eating a day or what's healthy or what's good for me or whatever, I might eat too much cake the first day because it's so yummy. I eat three or four pieces and then I puke, right? Because it was too much. And so the next day, automatically, I'm going to start without any judgment or criticism. My body is just going to want to regulate itself because nobody likes to puke. So the next day, maybe I don't totally get it. Maybe I still eat two pieces and I have a little bit of a tummy ache. But by day three or four, Without any criticism, without any rules, without any idea that one shouldn't eat four or five pieces of cake a day, I'm going to back off my cake eating until it feels good to my body. Oh, okay. So I can eat one piece or maybe a half a piece is really what feels best, right? Like it'll take a few days to sort of trial and error. Oh, so then I made myself skip a day. Well, I didn't really like that either because I like cake. So I don't need to skip a day, but maybe I only need a half a piece or a quarter of a piece. A cupcake is the perfect thing, you know, like whatever. And everybody's body is going to be different. And you're not sitting there judging the person that's eating two pieces or the person that's eating a tiny piece or like whatever, because you don't care. You know, they're in charge of their own cake eating journey. So the same is true with our bodies. We want to love our body into that kind of self-regulation where we don't just sit on the couch and eat potato chips and candy all day because we can and we've stopped shaming ourselves about that. No, because that's not going to feel good to our body for a whole lot of reasons. The whole not moving thing after a while won't feel good. The whole just eating sugar calories will not feel good. It'll tank our energy, you know, like, so love is neither going to withhold it, shame you for it, or be overindulgent about it. Love is going to look at it and say, what's best for me now? Or ask, what's best for me now? What's best for me now? What's in my highest good now? Three bites of cake, no bites of cake, 
the whole slice, the half slice, like it's okay. Love can have that, you know, sort of internal conversation to see based on what my day has been, what seems like the right amount of cake for me today. It's not always, you know, three grams. It's not always a half a piece. It's not always one piece. Some days it may feel better to skip. Some days it may feel better to eat a little bit more, you know? So when we're in love with our body, we can do the same thing. How much movement do I feel like I want today? How, what feels good to eat? What feels good to wear? You know, what, what do my clothes look like? And when I wear something that I don't feel complements my body, I can go, Oh, okay, this is not something wrong with my body that these jeans are too tight. This is something where I need a different style or I need something that's cut a little different to fit my body better or whatever. And I can navigate that without shame and judgment. So the way, one of the ways you kind of start with this journey of love, self-love into your body is to be able to identify like three things even. If you can find three super legitimate things that you love about your body. So normally we go right away to what we don't like. So if there's a part of my body that I have trouble with this on, the very assignment I'm going to give to you, it's my stomach. So I can get very body critical about my stomach. Occasionally my weight generally, because I think it could be awesome if I lost 20 pounds, but let's just stick to my stomach. So that's where I tend to get critical. And I will tend to get critical that I'm not as fit as I should be. So if I want to start to undo that, to unravel that, to disempower those critical thoughts, then I want to do this assignment I'm going to ask you to do. Instead of being critical about your body, I want you to think about three legitimate reasons that you are grateful for your body or things that you love about your body. Love and gratitude are really sort of interchangeable. So like, I love my butt. I think I have a great butt. I love my hair. I think I have awesome hair. I love that my body has created four human beings and squirted them out. I birthed those babies. I made them. I gave them life. I put them out into the world quite literally. So those are three right away. I mean, I could keep going. I am so grateful for how my body just supports me every day, right? Like it's breathing, my heart's pumping, all kinds of things are happening that I don't have any awareness. I don't need to tell it to do it. I don't need to turn it on. I don't need to do anything. It's just doing that. It's just living every day, giving me the energy to do the things I love, the mobility to do the things I love. When I'm in that sort of mindset, and then just like, let yourself stay there. I mean, come up with way more than three, get your laundry list out. Um, In fact, sometimes I will do this as an assignment the other way, instead of making it kind of easy with three things that you legit love about your body or grateful about your body for, I'll make it harder and go more like, 25 or 30, like a big number, because you'll run through the first few that are easy for you. And then it'll make you dig. Okay, well, what else? We can get really tiny. I love that I breathe without any effort. I love my ears. 
You know, I think I have cute little ears. I think my feet are pretty, you know, like it makes you keep going. So do it either way that serves you the most. Get those three or four things and then just hone in on those or give yourself the sort of challenge of, nope, I'm going to find more. I'm going to find one more thing I love about my body. One more thing I love about my body. One more thing I love about my body. One more thing I'm grateful about my body for, you know, and make the list grow because then it gives you that antidote to the criticism, to the shame. And when I, like, I looked at a picture recently for my son's wedding and in the picture, I don't think it's a flattering light for this, for my stomach that I don't (laughs) tend to like. And um, so I get, had that moment of criticism. Oh, I don't like the way my stomach looks in that picture, but then I can, because I've done this a lot, I can go to this bank of positive, loving thoughts that, and compliments that I've given myself. And I'm just like, "Mm, but look at how nice my tan is. Look how pretty the dress looks on me. What, you know, and I can go, sure. The thought came up about the belly, but I didn't stay there. And that doesn't become the story about that picture. Then it's like, oh, but I can see the other 10 things around that are about me and the picture that are beautiful that I love and it helps break that cycle of constant criticism towards our body. So I really would love for you to put this into action. It can be a challenge. It's very, if I asked you to make a list of the 10 things you don't like about your body, you could probably do that in two minutes. That's why this is one of the things that's, I think that's why the, you know, post got so much activity, so many likes and so many comments because there is such a cultural normalcy to criticizing our bodies about the tiniest things. Oh, you know, I've got the little wrinkles in my forehead from, you know, the little eye, the 11s that are in between your eyebrows. Um, I need to go get me some Botox. So you can't see those, you know, like we're just so programmed to finding everything that's wrong with our body. I really challenge you to take on this. What's right with my body. What am I grateful for? What am I, how can I show up in a really loving way towards my body? So that then when the criticism comes up, You can interrupt that cycle, that pattern. This is how we do it. We interrupt the pattern of the thought. I don't look good in that. I'm too fat. I'm too something. I'm too, you know, eating too much. I'm, you know, not exercising enough. Like all those negative shaming voices, we can interrupt that and say, oh, wait a minute. What would love do? Well, love would first think about all the ways she's grateful for her body, grateful for the amount of exercise she is getting, like being grateful where we are, loving the body we're in right now also will take you faster to any sort of change you would legitimately like to see. Like if you really do want to lose the 10 pounds or you really do want to start working out more, you really do want to, you know, if that's a legit desire in the in the framework of the solve it method of desires, thoughts, feelings, and action. If that's a a true desire of your heart and you're not taking action towards it, it's not because you're not disciplined enough or you're, you know, not being hard enough on yourself. Cause that's what we think. If we criticize ourselves enough, we'll create some sort of change. 
if I criticize my body and how fit I am, that's what's going to get me to the gym. No. If I love myself a lot, so much, think about if you had a child or even a pet, if you can't relate to children, and this is really true for pets also, right? Like if we love a pet, we're not going to overfeed them and not let them ever go outside to get any exercise, right? Because that wouldn't be good for them. Nor are we going to push them to run harder, run harder, run harder, run harder, even when they're tired or whatever. So love accepts exactly as something is, and then it moves it towards something that might be even better for it. So when I totally love my body as it is, I'm much more likely to, in love, adjust my eating and exercise habits to lose that 10 pounds if, in fact, that's really something I want to do. Now, in my case, because probably two months from now, you won't see that I've lost 10 pounds because for me, it's not really a desire. It's something that sounds like it would probably be a good idea based on somebody else's idea of whether or not I'm overweight, a chart, you know, and where I fall on that chart. But the truth is I love eating (laughs) uh, and having my cocktails so much. I'm really pretty happy at the balance I have there of how much joy I get from eating and having my cocktails at night and the size my body is like, I'm really just fine with it, which is why love just says, okay, you know, you don't have to be a 10 at everything. Right. So love says, okay, you know, but it was also love that got me going to the gym about six months or so ago when I haven't been doing that for years because I wanted to feel more flexible. It was really a desire. I wanted to feel this flexibility in my body. I wanted to feel the power that my body was capable of. And so love is like, well, then let's do that, you know? And I got myself going to the gym and I've loved it. In fact, when I had to be gone for like five weeks for some travel and my son's wedding and all this stuff, and I wasn't going to the gym, I missed it. And I couldn't wait when I got home to go back. Never in my whole life has that happened. But that's because that was a decision and continues to be a decision driven by love for my body not criticism for my body. So I'm really curious how this is landing for you. If it feels like, because this is where I started, so I get it. I have no judgment for wherever you are at this. I used to feel like if I'm not hard on myself about it, I'm never going to do it. I'm going to eat way too much. I'm going to exercise way too little. I have to be hard on myself. So if you're there, that's okay. I would love to just hear that. And if you like the idea, but maybe you're not there yet, or maybe you are, I'd love to hear that too, that self-love is actually the answer, that finding all the ways you love your body is going to help you get to either just being super content with where you are, or even if you want some change, actually closer to that change in a sustainable way. Tell me if you like the idea, if you buy it, I'd love for you. There's a link in the show notes always for you to complete the curious about coaching form. So if you're interested in potentially being coached by me or just have more you want to share with me, I'll reach out once you complete that. And then we can talk about whether or not you want to set up a call and see about working with me 
one-on-one because I love to coach people on this kind of stuff because I've experienced for myself. I always, everything I coach people on is stuff I've experienced for myself. I don't coach things I don't know. Um, (laughs) So these ways of changing how we're thinking and feeling about something so that our desires and our actions and our thoughts and our feelings are all in alignment. That's why I'm loving going to the gym. That's why I'm cool with where my body's at right now from a weight perspective. That Because when we're in alignment, we're in love. And love can both motivate us to change and make us feel really good about where we are all at the same time. So tell me, where are you at with loving your body just the way it is? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Check out today's show notes to get any specific links for today and also to get links for your free resources, a link to find out more about my self-coaching framework, the Solve It Method, and a questionnaire for those of you thinking about working with me one-on-one called Curious About Coaching. So thank you so much for being with me in this episode. As always, it means the world to me when you put a five-star review on whichever outlet you're listening to this podcast on. And I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser.